Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, November 30th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm East Coast to now West Coast, Grace Aki. <laughs> you are now very much bi-coastal because, Grace, you are, are you just on the side of the street somewhere in Hollywood right yeah. now? No longer am I simply bipolar. I'm also bi-coastal now. I'm on the corner of Santa Monica Boulevard and Beverly Hills Drive. Can you believe it? I'm a cliche. Well, yes, we were saying before we started recording, anytime I'm in New York, like there's always horns and sirens in the background because I'm usually staying at a hotel in Midtown. Right before we started recording, someone honked right as we were getting ready to start. So there's going to be horns either way, no matter what coast we're on. So uh, Grace, you are finishing up your time there and then you are heading back later on Wednesday night as we're recording. But by the time you land, um, it's going to be the final day of November. I can't believe that we are getting ready to head into December. Um, We're going to have a lot of really interesting things happening in the back half of this month, because as we normally do, we will take off from today on Broadway around the, the holidays at the end of the month. So if there are things that you want to hear, either in the regular feed or on Patreon, please make sure that you reach out to us via email. You can email us at patreon at broaderradio.com or you can reach out to me at matt at broaderradio.com. And if you want to hear all of that, don't forget to subscribe at patreon.com slash broadwayradio. All right, Grace, we're going to get into the news. And unfortunately, we have to start with the news that two-time Tony winner Frances Sternhagen passed away at the age of 93. She absolutely has one of these careers where you look back and like, oh my God, how did she do so much. In her Broadway career alone, she appeared in 26 productions, both plays and musicals, including the original Broadway production of On Golden Pond, the original Broadway production of Equus, and revivals of The Sign in Sidney Brewstein's Window, in which she played the older sister, was a Tony nominee for that. She was also in a revival of The Skin of Our Teeth. She had seven different Tony nominations, including for uh, The Sign in Sidney Brewstein's Window, Equus, Angel, which was a, a musical, the only musical nomination she had, on Golden Pond and Mornings at Seven. Her two wins were for her, the 1974 production of The Good Doctor, and then more than 20 years later, the 1995 production of The Heiress. On TV and film, she did so, so much. She was on TV shows regularly like Cheers, Sex in the City, The Closer, ER, so many different things. She's one of those people who, even if you don't know her name, when you look at some of the things that she did in her career and like look at the pictures of her in those, you're like, oh, I know exactly who that is. She had three primetime Emmy nominations and just an incredible career. She passed away at the age of 93. She is survived by six children. Her son, Tony Carlin, is somebody who a lot of people know uh, on Broadway. Also, dozens of Broadway credits to his name. He's actually going to be coming back to Broadway in January in Days of Wine and Roses. He was also an understudy in the Lehman Trilogy and in All My Sons recently. So just an incredible family and our hearts go out to them and anyone who knew Francis either personally or professionally. There will be a celebration of her life to be held uh, sometime in early 2024, probably in January, but just an incredible career and somebody who I I don't think I ever saw her uh, on stage because her last Broadway appearance was in 2006. I don't believe I saw that. She was also in a uh, 2005 revival of Steel Magnolias, but a lot of people who 
uh, saw her throughout the years were really saddened by her loss on Wednesday, Grace. So I don't I know you've been you're on the other side of the country, so I'm not sure if you uh, saw much of this, but uh, definitely something that a lot of people in and around the theater community were moved by on Wednesday. All right, let's get into the news, Grace. Did you see Dracula, A Comedy of Terrors yet? No. And as a fan of Gordon Greenberg alone, like I am so upset that I still haven't gotten to see this one, but I can't wait to see it whenever I do. Yeah, there are six more weeks of the show's run at New World Stages. It's going to be running through January 7th. But for one of those weeks, they're going to welcome in a completely new person into uh, the role of Harker and others because it pretty much everybody other than Dracula plays multiple roles. And that will be the great Taylor Trench. He will be stepping into those roles from December 27th through January 2nd. He uh, is, I guess, going to be stepping in for Andrew Keenan Bolger, who will be out for for some reason. I don't want to say it was my favorite thing that I saw on my November trip because there I saw a lot of really good things. But it was certainly the most entertaining because of how fun it was. So if you have a chance to see it, please do. And I spoke with Gordon Greenberg and Steve Rosen, the writers, and then Gordon directed it as well. It's a lot of fun. And New World Stage is like you kind of forget because it's down in the basement. You know, you got to go down underground and there's all those different theaters. They're like, it actually is a really, really good place to see a show. And Grace, you and I were talking, I think I sat like in the exact same seat or around the same seats that you and I saw a Sherlock Carol at as well. So I highly recommend it both from the experience at New World Stages, but also uh, the show itself. And I have a feeling that this is going to be one done all over the country very, very soon because it is a really great time. All right. Speaking of things that are very exciting, we're going to go out of New York City and go to the Windy City because starting in February, Chicago Shakespeare Theater is going to do a production of Richard III starring Katie Sullivan. If you don't remember her by name, she was one of the four stars of Cost of Living, actually first off Broadway uh, with the Manhattan Theater Club. And then last year in 2022 on Broadway, she is going to be playing Richard III, which I think is just kind of brilliant casting uh, the way that they are. A lot of people are doing that character who is you know, known as a hunchback and all that stuff. But to have Somebody who has uh, her legs amputated below the knee, I think, is a really interesting take on that role. So if you're in the Chicago area, I would certainly head over to the Courtyard Theater from February 2nd through March 3rd. Uh, I think Katie Sullivan was brilliant in Cost of Living. And again, our beloved Carrie Young was was near perfection in that show. She was perfection. Let's let's be frank. <laughs> that was the best fucking play of last year. Yeah, I'll say it. I'll, I'll be brave. I'll be brave now and just say it. It was the best play. It was the Tony Award winner in my heart. It was the best play. Martina Mayock wrote not only an incredible piece, but it was incredibly acted by those people. And Katie saw I would fly. I'm not kidding. I would fly to Chicago to see her in this role. Yeah. I hope that she gets to do it in New York. Like I, I hope for whatever reason that it just does so well that they've got to, you know, bring it to New York City because uh, like do a Shakespeare in the Park with her. Like, uh, why not? Oh, that'd be great. Um, she's unbelievable as a performer. And I think that like, I'm not kidding. There is a scene in that show where she took the breath away from every single audience member and it's, it it's really my heart. one of my favorite. Exactly. It's one of my favorite 
theater, you know, experiences that I've ever had where the entire audience was absolutely enraptured in every single word that she said and every single movement that she made. She's unbelievable. I, I actually just like cannot put into words a better like endorsement of her performing <laughs> abilities, especially for this show. It totally makes sense. And I, I hope I get to see her do it, if not in Chicago, but somewhere else. But um, this is one that I think it, there's just no, no questions asked, buy a ticket. That's going to be great. Yeah. When you put that with Richard III, that they actually did at Shakespeare in the Park this past year with Denai Guerrera, kind of doing it, taking a look at, at that role as somebody who is either black or an amputee. I think that puts kind of the the way that we normally normally look at Richard III in a much different context. And I think it is 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 brilliant casting and I can't wait to hear all about it. All right, coming back to New York City, yesterday the Atlantic Theater Club announced that they are again extending the world premiere production of Buena Vista Social Club. It will now run through January 21st. Very exciting run for them. If you haven't yet had a chance to get tickets, you have an opportunity to do that now. Coming up on Friday, there's going to be an industry reading. Actually, they're calling it a private industry salon for a new musical adaptation of a 2009 Australian film called Mary and Max. Crystal Skillman has written the book for the show and Bobby Cronin has written the songs. It has to do with an unlikely long distance friendship between two outsiders. They previously had developmental runs. Um, overseas and then here in the U.S. This one will be directed by Christopher Gatelli and will star Lauren Elder and Nick Adams, who have previously been a part uh, of readings in the past. Also in this private industry salon will be Adam B. Shapiro, Lena Morano, Anne Brummel, who I think is fantastic. I saw her in a production of Mamma Mia down here uh, a couple years ago, three, four years ago. She's great. Michael Williams, Kennedy Kanagawa, and more. So uh, I'm interested to hear what this is all about and, and, and hopefully see more of it in the future. All right. We also got a very interesting bit of, of news coming from New York City Center. And Grace, this is not like theater technically, but I'm going to include it anyway, because what this is, is this is a new dance theater show called Message in a Bottle. It is going to feature 27 songs from Sting's catalog, obviously with the police and not with the police. It is going to run from April 30th through May 12th. It features choreography by Kate Prince and kind of tells an imagined story about one displaced family and the universal tale of survival, hope, and love. You're going to hear all of the, the Sting classics like Every Breath You Take, Roxanne, Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic, Fields of Gold. But they're going to feature new arrangements by Alex Lacamoire. Sting actually did do the recordings of these new arrangements, and there are special guests featured alongside of him, including Olivier winner Beverly Knight and others. So I think this is really exciting. And in the announcement, Sting actually does a little introduction as to what the show is. So if you want to check out that video, we will have it in the show notes. And and I will say, as I've talked about before, Grace, at one summer I worked at Margaritaville down here in Orlando. And in addition to hearing a lot of Jimmy Buffett, obviously, <laughs> the rotation was also very heavy on the police. So I was already a police fan, but I got a lot more of the police that summer. Yeah, it makes sense. I feel like I feel like the demographic is very pro cop. 
Oh, you meant the band. I'm so sorry. The band. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's uh, yeah, I'm like, slice that up and cut it out. Um, you know what? Every time I get a visual, Matt, of you working at the Margaritaville, I just, I wish, I wish to God that you had also worked the Escape to Margaritaville merch booth. Like there's just some kind of parallel for me that needed to happen there. Um, but you know what? You. There could be a revival. Who knows? I, I would see Paul Alexander Nolan's feet dangling across the marquee again. Yeah. I So I still have my lanyard and name tag that I would wear, and I still have the hat that I often wore. I don't think I have the, the Hawaiian shirts that I would wear as my uniform anymore, but it was a fun summer. I enjoyed it. I hate waiting tables, but uh, if I'm going to do it, doing it at Margaritaville isn't a bad place. All right, I'm going to dive into a few feel-good recommendations, Grace. And this one I have not watched yet because literally as you were signing on, our dear Ashley Steves sent it over to me. This is another performance from the Thunder Gong Benefit concert that happened a couple weeks ago. I previously mentioned I previously mentioned Hannah Waddingham and Jason Sudeikis singing Shallow from A Star Is Born. Here's another song from that concert in which Hannah Waddingham is duetting with a former Ted Lasso co-star. This one is, in, is with Coach Beard himself, Brendan Hunt, and they are singing Love Shack. Again, haven't watched it yet because I haven't had time, but I'm going to recommend it anyway. The next one, going to bring it back like officially to Broadway, we had talked about the fact that we have a new Neil Diamond over at the Broadhurst Theater for A Beautiful Noise, and that is American Idol winner Nick Fradiani. He is currently in the role. I'm going to see it. Finally, I'm going to go see that show on the Thursday matinee next week, and they have released new footage of Nick in the role. Um, also, I'm going to be seeing Robin Herter before she heads out. Grace, I know, and I don't, I don't know why, but I I know like you're a huge fan of Nick, not only as a performer, but as a person. But I don't know the backstory on that. You know, I wasn't familiar. I had it's been a long time since I've like, kept up with all of the American Idol people. But what's so interesting is that because of the work that I get to do, a lot of the times that the the principal cast members that I get to facilitate or work with for different activations and events are often the covers. And so I got to meet Nick through that for A Beautiful Noise. And he is just the loveliest, most awesome, down-to-earth dude. Um, I got to work a couple of the, like, Neil Diamond fan nights and stuff like that. And his entire family would always go in, like, full head-to-toe, like, you know, uh, cheering oh, their son sweet. on. Yeah. And, like, knowing – and then I also um, got to go to his um, – he and his dad did a concert over at the Bitter End, which is where Neil Diamond got his start. And that's where I learned that oh, his wow. father – is a musician that like taught his son Neil Diamond music when he was a kid. And so this has been a full Amazing. circle moment for Nick. Yeah. And just like, not only is he an incredible, you know, American Idol award winner, but he's also like incredible in the role. Like, I can't wait to see him. I mean, he's done a Bronx Tale. He's done other things, but like, I can't wait to see where he goes from here. I could see him in a lot of different things that I think people aren't, wouldn't immediately go to, but I think he's certainly ready for it. I just think he's one to watch and he's an incredibly nice dude. And that isn't often, <laughs> like it really isn't often. So I just want to celebrate him at, at all times. So I'm loving that they are getting this footage of him out there because I think that people, if they're not already in love with him, they need to fall in love with him. That's awesome. I can't wait. I'm going to see the show next week, as I saw, as I said, and then I'm going to be interviewing him here for Broadway Radio. So uh, I, I can't wait to do that. 
All right, the last recommendation that I'm going to talk about, we previously talked about this huge, big, starry Stephen Schwartz thing happening at Carnegie Hall. There was a different Stephen Schwartz celebration here this month. This one happened a few weeks ago at the Kimmel Center in Philadelphia, but still incredibly star-studded. It featured Paula Cole, like Paula Cole, Paula Cole, along with Lorna Courtney, Charlotte Dambois, J. Harrison G., Telly Lee Young, Terrence Mann, and others. But the video that I have for you is Tony winner Alex Newell singing Meadowlark. And like, if those words don't get you excited to watch this video, I don't know what will, but Alex does that song like only Alex can. So check that out. It is really tremendous. There is also a kind of a super cut of all of the performances, like five and a half minutes long. So um, you get to see a little bit of everybody, but the full performance of Meadowlark will be in the show notes. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me pretty much anywhere, although like I'm only really posting on Instagram at this point. Uh, but you can do that pretty much anywhere at BWW. Matt, Grace, other than a corner somewhere in Hollywood, where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Thursday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>